This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. I have a text in the chat room on match days. They know that I'm always the one that's, um, mm. you know, get him on now and type things. So he would, yeah, he definitely needs to come on earlier. Definitely, he couldn't play a full game, but I'd definitely like to see him on sooner. Okay, that's great. Now, as you know, Michelle, um, Saturday, obviously you were there. Saturday was Palace on Tour Day. Um, what was the atmosphere like? Oh, it was just, just fantastic. I ha- actually had a lump in my throat most of the day. It was um, just great. We all got given balloons, red and blue balloons, just coming in, and it was just packed, singing from the minute everyone got in. It was, it was a real proud day. It's um, tingles, tingle moment. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I mean, obviously, do you get to a fair few away games? Uh, I, I do, actually, yeah. I, I try to go to one home and one away each month. Um, yeah. But this season, for some reason, I've been able to um, go to more away games. Yeah. Um, it's just how it's fallen with my schedule and things. I mean, but yeah, and obviously, the, the atmosphere at away games is usually known for being a bit being a bit tasty. But I guess that was probably an, a step up somewhat. Oh, it was... I mean, uh, smiling, I didn't stop smiling all day. I was so proud, as always, to be a Palace supporter. <laughs> yeah, and obviously I, we had uh, we had whole superstar Isabel there as well as the mascot. Did you get to give her a wave, or was she a bit far well, away? Well, to be honest, I was right up in the uh, gods. I, had, I was right at the top, right at the back. Um, so I could barely see her on the pitch, to be honest. But, um, ah, right. yeah, very, very proud moment for her and her family. That's great. Okay. Um, right. Well, that's brilliant. Thanks for that, Yorkie. I mean, obviously, no one was happy with the uh, with the defeat, and I suppose it's, it's got to be looked at a step back if we didn't look like getting into the game. Obviously, yeah. Doug, Dougie himself has, has been positive, as he always is uh, since he's yeah. taken over. But, but I guess you know the, the sort of disappointment of the game was kind of 
overshadowed by the uh, the Palace on tour day, um, and that experience, mm. I, you know, I guess would probably be the the lasting memory from that game. Hopefully, mm. I think the expectation for fans as well as always is, isn't it, for us to win? But especially on Saturday. But I, I would like to say though, the last six seven minutes of the game was mm. fantastic. We played for Stanard just tried his best, you know, we really wanted yeah. to get that, you know, second goal and sadly it never came, but I just wish we could play like that for a whole 90 minutes Well I see it's always the way when suddenly the, the team yeah. seem to get themselves into a bit of a, bit of a you know, momentum and it's just obviously too late, you think, you know, if you go like that from kick-off, I mean obviously the game's probably not that simple, let's face it, but but it's always frustrating because you know that we've got it in us and I mean, our away record this this year is is shocking. There's no no getting away from it, really. But it's yeah, it's a shame we had to move back. But listen, let's not end it on a negative. Obviously, it was a it was a you know it was a good day out for every Palace fan. And you know, thank great. you so much. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. About You're welcome. It, really. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Hopefully, we'll have you back soon. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Michelle. Bye Take now. Care. Good night. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was. Excellent stuff. Okay, after a quick musical break, uh, we'll be moving on to our open discussion. We'll hopefully be speaking to Academy star Dan Pringle, as well as Charlie Mann. And we'll be talking over the points raised by you, uh, where you've been getting in contact so far.
Homesdale Radio. Guys, welcome back to Homesdale.net Radio. Uh, don't forget, you can get in touch with us directly. Um, give us an email on radio at homesdale.net. Give us a call on 0208 123 uh, You can get us on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash Homesdale. Start your message with hashtag Homesdale. Uh, no text today, but of course you can get a hold of us in the chat room and leave your comments there. Uh, Mike will pick those up. The text, uh, the listener vote earlier was the question of whether or not it was time to potentially rest Wilfred Zaha, given the amount he's uh, played. So get in contact with that. Uh, on the line, we've got Charlie Mann, uh, Academy goalkeeper and often member of the first team squad. Hi, Charlie. How are you? Hi, fellas. You okay? Oh, good, thanks, mate. Uh, Dan was Dan Pringle was supposed to be on with you, but it looks like he's let you down, mate. So uh, <laughs> you're going to have to Hello. answer his question first. So it's basically Hello. the first thing. First thing we're we're looking for really is if you can tell us a little bit about just the academy setup. What you know between first year scholars, second year scholars, what the difference is really. Uh, well, when you're 16, you uh, you get offered a two year apprenticeship type thing. And uh, you sign that when you're 16. They take you all to uh, Sellers Park, take take you in the uh, vice president suite bit, and they give you a presentation and a demonstration about what the club expects of you over your two years and stuff. And then uh, you you sign your contracts that night, and then that's sort of in about May time. Then you get obviously June off. Then you come in start of July for, for pre-season. Okay, that's okay. fantastic. And if you can tell us a little bit. About a day in the academy, like what you do when you get up, when you get to the training ground? Uh, well, today we got, got in for half eight. So, uh, get in half eight, then we, there's, uh, we have to get all the jobs done. So, for me, I, I, I mean, I have to get all the uh, goalkeeping coaches' equipment out for his session. So, I have to pump all his balls up, clean, mm-hmm. clean the balls, uh, get all his equipment out, fill up all the uh, water bottles for, obviously, Jules and Pricey and Wes and that. And then, um, oh. after the session's finished, put the goal away and obviously pack all the balls up and stuff so mm-hmm. then we, I'd do that in the morning then go and have breakfast and then this morning the youth team we had a review of our game on Saturday so Gary takes all the uh, youth team into the back room and he gives us all a debrief of uh, his, his thoughts on the game and then we train from about half 10 to 12 on a Monday then we uh, get the first team jobs done so put their kit away and do the rest of it, yeah. and then some of us go in the gym, or whatever you want to do. Then lunch is at, at uh, one o'clock, and then after that, you still have to go to sell us a college on a Monday, just to get all our uh, work done and stuff for our apprenticeship. Okay, that's great. Um, sorry, Fred, your, your question uh, next. Charlie, um, yeah, uh, I have one. Um, what's been your most uh, Memorable match for Palace so far. A most memorable match. Well, for me, I, I was in the squad at Hillsborough, so uh, that ah. definitely been my most memorable match. Amazing. What was the atmosphere? What was it like just being on the bench? Oh yeah, obviously, Doug uh, up to Hillsborough for that last game of the season was incredible. I mean, it was it, it was something that you can't really describe in words. I mean, uh, after the game in the dressing room and that, it was just it, electric. Absolutely electric in there. So uh, great atmosphere, and it's a shame that a lot of the boys in that dressing room moved on. Yeah, yes. absolutely, mate. Yeah, the likes of Derry and Hill. Um, yeah, you played at Anfield as well recently, didn't you? With the yes, with the youth played team. in the youth cup. 
Yeah, uh, start of January, brought up to Anfield to play in the Youth Cup, yeah. Was that, uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't, wasn't a full stadium or anything, but was that a good experience for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, it's brilliant. I mean, you've got to take opportunities like that in with both hands, and that was, that was incredible to play there at Anfield in, in front of, I think it was about, must have been probably 200 people there, maybe not even that, and the crowd wasn't important, but just the whole stadium and just the feel of the place was mm. pretty special. That's fantastic. Well, who would you uh, say your football idol is? My football idol? What, of all time? Yeah, yeah uh, all time, yeah. Well, I'd probably say Pete Schmeichel. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Good time. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, you're brilliant. Okay. And Charlie, how do you think your season's going personally? Are you happy with, with what's happening at the moment? Yeah, well, I, I think I've, I've played on the youth team all year and I've liked to think I've done pretty well. I was in the first team back in November for a two games. I put Middlesbrough and at home to Watford. I was in the squad for both of those. So obviously that was a highlight getting back in there at 18. That was a, a massive plus for me. I've played three games this year. I'd like to add to that, but hopefully that'll come in due course. So at the, at the minute, pretty pleased with my season as it's gone. Okay, mate. Nice one. Charlie, um, you know that Palace have got a really good record of blooding in uh, youngsters. You know, recently we've seen Matt Parsons make his full first team debut. Um, who do you think would be the next uh, player from the academy to make that step up? Uh, I'd probably Johnny Williams. Okay, I yeah. Think, I think he's the one. He's been taken out of Utah already by Dean Austin, the reserve team manager. He starts in the reserves week in, week out. He's time for the rise on the 21s. I think it's only a matter of time now before he gets his first team call-up. For, yeah, for, for, for our call. listeners um, who, who don't know much about John Williams, what what position does he play? Can you tell us a bit about him? Uh, John, he's, he's a great little player. He's got great feet. He plays at a great intensity. He's, uh, he's, he started off as a centre midfielder. But Gary this year has put him out on both the right and the left. He's been used mainly in the youth team towards the end of sort of end of the last calendar year and the start of this calendar year before Dean took him out as a left winger. So he cuts in for us and he goes in his little mazy runs and he's got the quality with both feet to put balls in the box. So he's he's not the biggest physically, but he's got great talent and he's great with his feet. Super. Yeah, I've seen, seen him a couple of times myself, and uh, I think he's been winning a fair few penalties with those quick feet as well this season. Yeah, he has. He, he, he likes to cut cut in the box and draw fouls. Yeah, quality, quality little player. Okay, we're just going to give you a little quick fire Q&A just to sort of finish things off, really. Yeah, all um, right. Between us, the first thing, really, is uh, who's your best mate at Palace? Best mate? Probably Kyle Knight. My roommate, yeah, because uh, obviously we, we both come from quite far away. We, we have to share digs together so me, me and him spend a lot of time together so we've grown quite close over the last year and a half, year and a bit ok nice one ok who's your favourite first team pro favourite first team pro probably for me I'm quite close to uh, Lewis Price because obviously uh, I'm, I'm his boot boy and so on so uh, me and him have grown got quite a rapport this season ever since I first met him and that I mean obviously Jules is brilliant and I get on really well with Jules but I think I'm probably just a little bit closer to Pricey yeah, he's uh, we obviously we haven't seen much of him in the uh, in the first team. He looks a decent decent keeper though. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sorry for that. I, I talk to Avi, mate. Off you go. Yeah, no, Bryce. He's gone. Sorry. <laughs> Who's the worst dresser? 
What, 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 in the, in the youth team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the worst dress in the youth team. Probably have to say Renel Dennis. He, he's come in with <laughs> some shocking things. He, he, he come in once in a shirt, and I kid you not, it looked like it was a B&Q uniform. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous. Yeah, okay, What's that? Right. So he's the big lad up front, and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, the big target man. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Okay, he's got the worst taste in music. Worst taste in music. Um, oh, probably, probably uh, Vance Bowler. He's a he's oh, a yeah. uh, he's a centre forward. Who hasn't seen much game time this year, but he's got some awful stuff on the st- on the uh, iPod when it goes in. <laughs> Okay, nice one, mate. Okay, and the village idiot, who's got uh, not, not a lot of brains up top? Oh, definitely Nathan Daly. <laughs> he, he came in last week and he put his shorts on back to front twice. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was priceless. <laughs> Absolutely priceless, it was. <laughs> uh, all right, mate, the, the last one for you. Who's the biggest joker? The biggest joker? Yeah. Um, biggest joker. Oh, uh, um, takes a little bit to think about. Probably, um, you can come back to it. Cadell Daniel's quite funny on, on his time. Yeah. He's got some. He's, he's got some banter, yeah. And uh, Dan Pringle as well. He's got some moments of genius on the on the comedy front. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully yeah. he'll be he'll be on soon. You think he's going to come on after you instead? So we'll. Uh, oh, right, okay. Can't get out of him. Okay, mate, listen, that's really much appreciated you coming on. Uh, you're no worries. You're the, you're the first Academy boy to come on here, so um, hopefully we'll try and get a few more of you and try and try and ask the same questions to them. But obviously, mate, you're welcome back any time if you want to come and have a chat with us. But, um, okay. Yeah, listen, really appreciate it, and, um, yeah, hopefully speak to you soon, mate. No worries. Cheers. Take it easy. Cheers now. Thanks, yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was absolutely great. Can't thank Charlie enough for coming on there. Um... We're going to try and get hold of Dan Pringle uh, in the in the near future, but also next up we'll be we'll be looking at uh, getting some communication from you guys on some of the top topics. Um, maybe you've got something to talk about with regards to West Ham winning the Olympic bit, or perhaps you've got some suggestions for who we should contact in the loan window. You can uh, get hold of us on uh, email, but radio at homesdale.net. Phone number is oh two oh eight one two three one six four six. You can get hold of us on Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash Homesdale. Start your message with hashtag Homesdale. And obviously you can talk to Mikey in the chat room. Um, obviously the uh, listener vote today is whether or not it's time we think to arrest uh, Wilfred Zaha. So obviously you can get hold of us in the chat room or by email and give us your views on that. It would be much appreciated. Okay. Um, okay, we're going to give him a call live. Okay, I'll just let that happen. Hello. Why's that, Dan? Yeah. Hello, mate. It's Chris Hamblin. You're uh, you're live on Homesdale.net radio, mate. So uh, only swear a little bit. Um, 
Okay, listen, we've, uh, we've had a chat with Charlie because we couldn't get hold of you immediately and he's, he's done a good job of answering the questions for you. But I'm going to ask you them again anyway. Um, okay, no worries. Firstly, obviously, th- thanks a lot for coming on, mate. Much appreciated. Um, no, that's no problem. In, in your words, can you just tell us a little bit about the academy and how it's sort of structured, really? Um, well, as you said, I think it's, especially over the last couple of years, everyone's become more familiar with it. Um, I think we've got one of the newest academy structures I think in in the country um, I don't think it got set up till quite late um, no. or compared to like the other Premier League clubs um, I think it's finally sort of starting to blossom now I think since Gary is it um, our gaffer has been in charge I think 25 players have come through um, yeah. and played for the first team uh, but no it's, it's a real it's a real tight knitted academy uh, everyone seems to know everyone um you know, so the, the groundsman knows the physio, knows the under four wings coaches. It's, it's it's very tight, tightly run. Um, no, it's a pleasure to pleasure to play. I know I'm a Palestinian, I'm going to say that, but yeah, um, it's it's a pleasure to to be part of. Yeah, I mean, like okay. you say, obviously there's probably a bit more attention on the academy these days than there perhaps ever was, uh, mainly because of the amount of players coming out of it. But um, anyway, yeah, I'll hold hand over to Ben for your next question, mate. No, yeah. right, okay, what's a normal day in the academy like for you then? What do you do? Uh, well, it will vary uh, depending on if you've got any games, there's a reserve game or a friendly or something. But usually in between half eight and nine, uh, come in first thing, grab some breakfast, uh, clean the pose boots. Um, I'm lucky I haven't got anyone this year. All my players have dug it off. Um, and then we would just, for about an hour, we have an hour to chill to ourselves when we want to go gym. Uh, we have like a team exercise. We've got uh, a psychology meeting or something. Um, get ready to train, train in the morning, come in, have a bit of lunch. And then afternoon could be anything. Uh, mm. College work, psychology, uh, another gym session. Uh, it really does depend on sort of what the first team are doing or the reserves because whenever they're there, we kind of have to be there to make sure they have everything they need whether it be equipment um, or another player or, or whatever so yeah. whatever the first team doing really depends what we have to do okay mate uh, sorry I'm just going to interrupt there you talked about um, the fact you're still doing some education I didn't realise that because you're, obviously you're a second year aren't you a second year scholar yeah second year. Um, so I mean how you know how much of your day is actually taken up with education uh, this year it's structured slightly differently last year it was just one day a week, um, but this year Monday afternoons from three till six, um, and Wednesdays from ten till four. Um, we're at the at Sellers Park in the um, study support classroom, um, and that's doing a MVQ. Uh, it's in sports something or other. We just we just bat it out. I'm not too not too sure what it is. Um, yeah. We do that twice a week, and we also do uh, when you're second year, you do your level two coaching badge um so we're oh. kind of really in the middle of that at the moment um which is it's it's a bit of a pain to do but for you yeah. know the amount of people that actually go on to get pros isn't a high percentage so it is something that a lot of the boys have to fall back on after um find something I mean, it's good to do they're, 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 suppose they're looking after you in a way by by putting you through that you know as much as it don't sound too much fun but okay okay i'll hand yeah. over to Fahad for the next question Dan, um, you were part of the uh, t- 
FA Youth team that played up at uh, Liverpool in the FA Youth Cup. Um, yep. What was it like playing at Anfield? Um, I'm sure it's everything you sort of imagine it to be. Um, after we beat Cardiff, uh, I can remember saying I'd love to play Liverpool um, at Anfield. It's it's nice because they're really the only one of the top four clubs that play their home games um, at the main stadium in the early rounds. The likes of Arsenal, Man United don't play till um, later on. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a fantastic experience to play there, just running on the pitch, knowing that world-class players have um, been on the same grass as me. Um, yeah. I used to follow Liverpool a bit when I was younger. Okay. Um, so that, it, it was just it was, it was a great experience. It's something to remember for the rest of your life. And sort of say, if nothing else happens in football for me, I can say I've played at played at Anfield. Okay. Okay, mate. That's that's fantastic. Who would you uh, say your your footballing idol is of all time? Not necessarily Palace. Of all time, because um, I'm because I'm young. It's probably going to be more the now generation. Someone like Rio Ferdinand, I would say, because um, I was at West Ham at the same time that he was. So I was kind of told to sort of look to him, look up to him, what he does. Um, and stuff, but also you've got the greats like Bobby Moore, who my dad showed me endless amount of videos and whatnot on. Um, but I'd have to say, yeah, probably, probably Rio for me. Okay, mate, Ben the Shaw's next. Okay. Yeah. How do you think your season's going personally, Dan? Uh, personally, yes. It's got better and better. Um, I didn't play a lot last year, obviously being as a first year. Um, I Jerry Namani and Jack Holland sort of in, in the way. Um, I think it took me a while this year to get my confidence up. Um, but it's, it's got better and better. We find out in about a month, our second year is about pro deals. So it's sort of a real tense, nervous time at the moment. Um, mm. I'm hopeful, but I can't you know, read the mind of the people in charge of making the decision. So um, I'm just, I feel like I'm playing well at the moment. I feel like my form's, form's good. So Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I can do enough over the next couple games and some like three or four games to to pinch the deal. Hopefully, I can do enough in them games to prolong my stay at Palace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mate. Dan, um, who do you think, in your opinion, is going to be the uh, next player to break through into the uh, first team squad? What, from do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'd probably have to say Johnny Williams. Uh, yeah. Welsh under 21. I don't know who, who did Charlie, Charlie say the same? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie said Dixon, the same yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you don't yeah, have to, to go into too much detail there, mate, but obviously, yeah. The same yeah, reasons, I guess. Was, yeah, okay. you know, he's 16, 17, playing under 21, I think it says it all, um, yeah. what people think of him, so. No, absolutely. Exactly. Okay, mate, well, the next thing we're just going to do is just a quick fire Q&A with you. Um, yeah. Hopefully some fairly, like, low-key answers there. So who's your best mate at Palace? Uh, Jerry Namani, for he's a first year pro this year. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. who's your favourite first team pro? First team pro, uh, ability wise or off the, Bit of both. off the field? Bit of both. Um, on the field, probably, I'd say Alex Marrow, uh, really impressive. I think he's got everything. I think he's going to be a top, top player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Claude, Claude's up there as well, just for, 
Claude, Claude, if you know him <laughs> or experience Claude, you'll, you'll know exactly what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the uh, worst dresser? Worst dresser in the youth team has probably got, oh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, probably going to have to say Vance Boller. Um, he's a first-year striker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually have to, actually, Ibrisakaja, second year, some of the gear oh, yeah. he wears, oh, you, you won't want to be seen dead in these bright yellow jackets, all these fluorescent trainers, just, it's, it's, it's not a statement, I don't know what goes through his mind. Ibrisakaja <laughs> went out, sorry. Okay, nice one, that. I've got him down for you. Okay, um, what, who's got the worst taste in music? Oh, God, it could be quite a few of that. Um, Let's take some music. Oh, I can tell you. Who should I say? Vance Bowler. Oh, oh, he does listen to some rascal tunes. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to have to get it on to Renell Dennis, though. He's another first-year striker. Um, uh-huh. yeah, it's, oh, he, okay, he can't understand anything he plays. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who would you say is the village idiot? Who's not very clever? Vance Boller. As Charlie said that. No, he went Nathan Daly for something to do with wearing oh. shorts on back to front. <laughs> oh, no, Nathan's got something like 11 GCSEs or something. Vance just everything everything about him. He just got... Uh, I just wouldn't trust him with anything. Oh, I can't even... <laughs> the amount of things he's come out with is just... I, I, don't, I don't know how many brain cells he's got. He can't have many. He's, he's sick as anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice one. Seriously. Don't try and get in a conversation if you see him or anything. Just nod and say hello. Don't, don't try and interact. That'd be a very short conversation, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, mate, who's the biggest joker? The biggest joker? Is it wrong to say myself? I, I feel I've got to be up there. I've got to be up the top. Charlie mentioned you. He did. Yeah, Charlie did mention you, yeah. So, oh, Charlie's been, yeah, you know, he, he suffered a few of my, oh, my jokes. He's, <laughs> Charlie's got no back about him. You, know, you don't want to get him back on. He's, he's boring, old man. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's got his plus points. He was very, he was very nice about you. I can't believe you just laid into him. <laughs> he was nice about me. <laughs> no, he was. Oh, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, mate, listen, thank you so much for coming on. It's, you know, really, really appreciated. You helped us out a great deal, mate. Um, obviously, no, no, best, no of luck, best of luck with getting a contract, mate. I've, I've seen you play a couple of times, and, you know, and I know Gary is, it's been, been saying a couple of nice things in the recent interviews about you. So, you know, keep it going, mate. And obviously, I know you're a Palace boy, so, you know, best of luck with it, really. I'm sure the other guys think the same. Yeah, thanks a lot, pal. No, no problem doing this cool, I'm cool. more than happy to help you out so um, yeah. fingers crossed yeah hopefully if I have anything then I'm sure you find that one way or another um, good or bad so just fingers crossed great nice one mate well, we'll hopefully we'll hopefully we'll have you on again at some point mate much appreciated yeah no it's a little shout out to Matty Summers as well before I go I know he's a little rat he's wanted to call out so there you go Matty <laughs> Summers alright so <laughs> <laughs> nice one mate cheers cheers right, mate Okay, that's uh, Stan Pringle there for you. Some great stuff from both the academy lads there. Okay, we're just going to go to a, to a couple of your uh, your emails and texts, and we've got a got a message from Cole, and that is: given it's Valentine's, 
What do you think are the odds for anyone being... <laughs> I can't say that, can I? Can I say that? I'm going to say it. What do you think the odds are of, odds for anyone being noshed off while listening to Chris's dulcets? Very possibly using it as an inspiration come to that. Morgs assert. Well, you know, it is a special time of year and... And, of course, my voice is uh, probably quite enticing for some people. But, but I mean, really, I probably don't want to hear if that happened. I think the odds are pretty high, especially knowing some of the people who listen to this. Mm-hmm. But, you I, know, I I think, yeah, <laughs> that's just mean, Ben. It's just too <laughs> mean. Okay, listen, we haven't had a great deal of contact from you guys. Nick Gussett did ask a question uh, regarding our chat with Dan, but we're not going to ask that one to him because it's a bit of a delicate issue about Twitter there. But obviously, anyone who knows about that particular incident will probably be aware that, uh, you know, it's a new thing for uh, for footballers to be aware of. They can't always say the things that they mean uh, on a social networking site because in the following morning it could be in a national newspaper. Anyway, it'd be great if some of you could get in contact with us with any whenever any comments at all. Of course, you can uh, email us at radio at homesdale.net. You can give us a call on 0208 123 uh, You can contact us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash homesdale. Start your message with hashtag homesdale. And, of course, Mikey should be in the whole chat room taking any comments if anyone's in there. Um, moving on next, obviously, just to remind you about the uh, text, sorry, text vote, the listener vote. Uh, that's whether or not Wilfred Zaha should be rested. Uh, next up, we're just going to talk about a couple of issues uh, relating to... I think we're going to hand over to Ferhad for um, just a little word about the exciting new initiative that's been led by the Crystal Palace Supporters Trust. Ferhad? Uh, yeah, um, those of you who are members of the CPST uh, will have received, well, hopefully received, a notice of a special general meeting to be held on Saturday the 26th of February 2011 at 5.30pm in the Players' Lounge. Now this will be uh, directly after the Reading game at home. So uh, those of you who are members and perhaps you, you might not be members are, are more than welcome to attend. Just a bit of background about the uh, initiative. Since uh, CPFC 2010 have uh, taken over the club, they've been excellent in engaging all the various supporter groups, trying to uh, improve the match day experience for Palace fans. Um, one thing where the trust were engaged was uh, on the issue of the training ground. Um, you know, the trust and CPFC 2010 have built up an excellent working relationship. And uh, it was asked of the trust to, uh, you know, identify potential sites, look into a bit of feasibility into where, you know, what opportunities are available for Palace to uh, train. And uh, now that information has been collated, it's been presented to CPFC 2010, and uh, it will now be presented to the members. Now, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to have Chris Waters on from the Trust, who's the Trust spokesman, to talk about it in a lot more detail. But uh, it'd be fantastic to see so many of you at the special general meeting to to learn of the plans that uh, the Trust have, and hopefully mm. uh, it will be well at, uh, attended. Just uh, as, a, as a final point, really... Um, you may not be a member, and your question might be, 
can anyone attend or is it for members only? Um, yes, it is for members, but you can become a member on the day uh, or in advance. Um, a vote will also be carried out to allow the trust to, to go ahead with their plans. And it, yeah. don't worry, if you become a member on the day, you, you can vote. I think the, the one thing I'd like to highlight and, and, and mention to you all is that it's not about the trust. It's not about any individuals or group of individuals. This is a chance for us, the Crystal Palace fans, to, uh, you know, work together to safeguard one of the assets of the club. And, and that's it, pretty much. No, thanks for that, Fred. I mean, I'm a trust member myself, so I got my uh, my letter in the post. But obviously, you know, we don't want to go into too much detail and spoil it. But obviously, if you can get down there on the 26th after the Reading game into the Players' Lounge, I'd advise you do. It's, it's a genuine chance for, for supporters to have a real say in, in the future, a real stake in the future of the football club. Okay, thanks for that. Before we go any further, I'm just going to uh, let you know that we've decided to open up the texts for the last half hour of the show since you've been very reluctant to email us. And someone keeps playing cow noises in the chat room. I don't know what that's all about. Cow noises and lion noises. Anyway, the uh, text number is 81696. Start your message with TXT Eagles, and we'll pick it up from there. Obviously, email is radio at homesdale.net, and you can give us a call on 0208 123 uh, Next up, I just want to talk a little bit about a, a new fan initiative. Um, it's, it's something that came out of a ticketing meeting I was at on, on Thursday with the club uh, as part of the fans' focus groups that, uh, that are still going on behind the scenes to, to sort of identify problems uh, and, and initiatives that come from the supporters and for the club to be able to put those in action. Uh, a chap called Milky87, who is a um, BBS and Hull user, uh, after the announcement of the Palace on Tour Day, he came up with a suggestion on the BBS about doing something similar from a home game. Uh, during the fans' focus group for the ticketing that, that I was involved in, the idea was brought up for discussion by a, a friend of his, Michelle Roger, and uh, also by Matthew Chandler. Uh, both of those are members of the ticketing group. Uh, the match that was chosen was the home game against Barnsley on the 2nd of April. The plan on for Barnsley was already that it was going to be a family day where a full-paying adult can buy a child's ticket for only a pound. Uh, Phil Alexander, who's the, the chief executive of Palace, made the suggestion that the club could give further support to the initiative of, of trying to fill up Selhurst, which is the, the name of the, the idea, by combining it with the, the offer that was previously seen at the Hull game. And that's where a, a season ticket holder or member can buy an unlimited amount of additional adult tickets for just £10. So combining both offers, an adult and a child can attend that Barnsley game for £11, which is, you know, you can't really argue with that. That's pretty impressive stuff. I know the club were, were disappointed with the uptake on the Hull game. It I think it was only a couple of hundred additional tickets sold for £10. So, you know, hopefully there'll be some more information on this soon. So keep checking the pin thread on Hull. And uh, obviously the BBS has got a thread as well, which there's a link to on the, the Hull thread. And there's also going to be information on the official site. The club want the stadium full. So, you know, if you need any help taking advantage of the offer by finding a, a season ticket holder or a member to help you with the purchase, you're more than welcome to, to ask on, on homesdale.net and see if someone... Someone can get some tickets for you. And obviously, if you're thinking of buying a membership to take advantage of the offer yourself, just to let you know that the adult membership at Palace is £45. It includes two complimentary tickets to home matches and a discount on your future purchases. And you can also use that membership card as a, as a charge card. So each time you, 
you buy a, a match ticket, it gets charged to that, that card and it just gets scanned on the gate, so no more paper tickets for you. Obviously, got any queries on that, post them on the thread and the organisers will answer them as soon as they can. Uh, I think that's going to build a bit of momentum, very much in the, in the same way as the Palace on tour they did. And uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to hopefully have one of the organisers on for a, for a quick chat and, uh, and the club can get the response thereafter. Okay, listen, I think I've talked way too much, but um, we're going to move on now to discussing our selected whole hot topic. I was going to talk a little bit more. Uh, the thread we chose for this week was the Crowd Today thread. Uh, now, that thread itself was started by CPFC 2010. Um, uh, more than likely, it's uh, Steve Parrish who started that. He's, he's usually the guy who comes onto the Homestale. Um, I'm just going to read what he said first of all before we go into a discussion. He said, firstly, what fantastic support today. A real credit to the club. My driver is a West Ham fan. He's been to a few games this year with me, and he even he reckons you're the best, most vocal support in the division. It's a real shame that one or two sometimes let us all down. Just in case anyone doesn't know, flares are not allowed inside football grounds in this country. Letting off a flare can get you a life ban. These kind of actions give the police grave cause for concern. I know this because they send us letters telling us so, and upgrading the games at home, meaning we have higher police costs. So let's leave the pyrotechnics at home and enjoy the game without setting lights or anything in the future, please. Now, for me, it's, uh, it's a difficult subject. Um, and I, <laughs> our support, especially away from home, has been fantastic in recent times, and it's getting better. Having said that, when our owners feel the need to post on the BBS and the there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com posted the same uh, and on on homesdale to make people aware that, that this is one of the problems being caused, it does beg the question, where where do you draw the line between passionate support and antisocial or dangerous behaviour? And uh, I'm asking you that, that question, Ben. Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to make the point that flares, you know, they've obviously been banned for a reason. They are dangerous. You know, serious injuries have been caused in the past, uh, hence why they're not allowed in the grounds anymore. I think to make an atmosphere, you, you don't need the flares. You know, our voices in the drum, they can be and should be loud enough. We're gaining a reputation as some of the best bands in the country for the right reasons at the moment. And we don't want to tarnish that. We don't need to tarnish that. You know, we don't want to be known as hooligans. Palace is a family club. Mill will have gained that bad reputation over the past few years, and I don't, I don't think we want to get to that point at all, you know. We just want to be known for our voices, for the drum, for the fanatics, you know. And we don't need to... We've had bands, you know, last year, uh, in the last home game of the season against West Brom, we had a ban uh, for the flair. Mm. And we, it's yeah. not what we need at yeah. football. Okay, mate. Um, I think you've got a, a, a quote from, from Jake Five from the thread. There. Yes, I have. Um, this is one of the main posts, one of the, well, the most ridiculous posts I've ever seen on the whole, actually. Um, <laughs> a lot of people have picked up on it in the last week. Uh, it's from Jake Five, and he says, For fuck's sake, it was a small flare. We really do have some twat fans. You're not allowed to stand up. Do you want people arrested for that? Piss off and support Charlton if you want to sit there and politely clap. 
<laughs> the, well, the mind boggles, really. Um, I think after commend yeah. serial thrillers. Uh, reply to that. He says, "Interesting thing to say to your own chairman." Yeah, yeah. You don't I think Jack Clark just got a little bit confused. I think he just got a little bit confused. Who he's talking to? To be honest, um, yeah, there, there's no, there's no real reason why you would say that to your chairman. To be honest, I think. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't no. know what was going through his mind. Absolutely. Sorry, okay, Fahad. Uh, sorry. Hello. I think we've lost him. Okay. Um, well, I'll, uh, I'll give you my comment on that. I mean, obviously. You don't say to your own chairman, piss off and support Charlton. Perhaps he didn't realise who he was talking to, as you say. Um, obviously, uh, you know, the theory, the sort of, if you imagine the thought behind that probably, is that someone who doesn't really understand um, why why a flair is banned and what the effect on the club can be. Now, I was, I was again, as I said, at the ticketing forum on Thursday, and we talked a little bit about the kind of uh, issues that people are having with their own supporters. Um, and essentially what people don't see is, is the effect of the effect on, on the club and, and both financially and, and reputationally. I think that's where we struggle. Um, in Furhad's absence, I'm going to pick up on uh, on another quote from the um, from the thread that perhaps sums things up a little bit better for me. Uh, it's a quote by Mooney, and he says that I love that the owners come on here and comment, but I don't think it makes us have to, have to agree with everything they say. So there was one tiny flare in the stand today, and on on isolated other occasions. Maybe it will cost us a few bob in the long run. I don't care. I strongly believe the atmosphere can add more points per season than any player. And if associated elements like flares, etc. come along with that, then tough shit. Look at Millwall. The problem is with the outdated, the less said the better policing, not with the supporters. Um, okay, Ferhad, you're back. So if you want to pick up, I've just read your uh, quote there, if you want to pick up on your comments on that. Yeah, um, the whole flare thing, um, obviously it was brought to my attention after Steve Parrish pro- posted something on the whole. Um, there isn't a place for flares in football, to be honest. Obviously the safety aspect. Um, you, you obviously don't want to be, you don't want there to be like, like a book of, you know, what to do, what not to do. You know, at the end of the day, common sense should come first. Um, it, a flair, you know, does a flair really add to the atmosphere? You know, for me, it's all about it's an appearance thing, but singing, singing the songs, uh, you know, playing the drums, anything else really. You, you don't really need to blow a flare or light a flare even. Um, the the only thing I would add to that is that if you if you believe strongly that flares belong in in our game in this country then you know you're mistaken to be honest um the only place where i've seen them is in italy so if you want to see flares or lighter flare then feel free to go over to italy yeah i think it's uh, i mean it's obviously it's it's not a view shared by everyone but um i think i think i probably agree with you to be honest listen i i mean i understand where where it comes from and i i can understand why there are people who equate what I would say is probably an intimidating atmosphere with with support, but I mean it's it's a, as I said before, it's a you've got to draw a line somewhere, and some people aren't really drawing that line in the right place, in my view. And I say if, <laughs> of course, you can disagree with the owners, but they're not trying. 
they're not trying to stop people having fun. They want people in the ground and they want people behind the team because it's what drives the team onto results. But ultimately, the, the, the consequences financially can stop us moving the club forward. And, you know, I, I, well, I mean, I'll, I'm going to sort of move to wrap this up perhaps in a, in a slight Jerry Springer style. I'm just going to um, say that all fans love passionate support. No one wants to return to the days of people sitting in silence during the games at Sellers, like we had under Trevor Francis, for example. Fortunately, there are, there are, unfortunately, there are consequences from the actions of a tiny minority who take it too far. The club are now considered an at-risk group as travelling away fans, and, and that's in the eyes of the police and uh, the rail authorities as well. Uh, this leads to higher costs, further police attention from, from people who perhaps don't deserve it, and ultimately it leads to punishment and harsh, harsh, harsher enforcement of rules at home games. Genuine supporters of this club don't want to be Millwall, because Millwall aren't great supporters of their club. We want passion, we want the noise, but the violence and intimidation, which at times has been towards our own fans, is something that no one should be supporting in any anyway. It feels I should finish like I should finish that with take care of yourselves and each other but I won't we'll uh, move to a quick musical break before we uh, read out a few more of your communications that have been thankfully coming coming in and uh, and then we'll talk about the Sheffield United game
Hi, and welcome back to HomesDale.net. Um, we've had plenty of communication in now, so I'm not going to read out the uh, the um, contact details anymore, and we're going to get straight to your texts and emails. Uh, the first one comes from Pikester. It says, can the team let us know if they have indulged as per the great thread in thump fun talk? Now, that's, I suspect, the thread that Pikester started himself. And the question is whether or not we've indulged in a threesome. And Pikester, I can tell you, we're indulging in one right now. And Mikey's watching. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll hand over the next email to you, Ben. Yeah, uh, we've got from Fubar, actually. Hi, HOR Radio. The question is, who is your favourite pilf apart from Anne Whittacombe? Great show, keep up, lads. I'm going to jump straight in with Angela Merkel. I think she's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, I think I remember this, Fred, on the whole. Uh, Gloria De Piero. Mm. Now, I've not read this, Fred, but I've got a couple of pages in, and Johnny Eagles has posted Christina Schroeder. I like the look of Christina Schroeder, so she gets my vote on that one. Okay, if you'd like to pick up the next one, Fred. Yeah, I've got an email from Dan. Uh I'm a Palace fan living in San Antonio, Texas. Today is the first show for me, and I was wondering if this is a daily show <laughs> or a weekly show. Um, well, Dan, this is a weekly show on a Monday. Monday nights usually at 8, p- 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll continue to... Yeah, I think uh, I think a, a daily show would kill us all, especially if you keep disappearing, mate, I'll tell you. Okay, um, <laughs> Just to let you know, guys, we're going to get through every every email that we've been sent. Um, so, you know, keep listening in. The next one is, hi, guys, playing. This is from Bubs. Uh, I think he's the author of the fantastic uh, Palace Minute animations. If you haven't seen them, search them on Homesdale now and watch them. They're absolutely amazing. He says, hi, guys, playing devil's advocate. I know this is almost a taboo subject, but does anyone think we'd be in a better position points-wise at CPFC 2010 stuck with Burley? Or is it the fact that we have someone in charge who everyone is behind more important? Uh, I'll give my answer to that one first. Um, I don't think we'd be in a better position points-wise. I think we we were just too weak at the back under Burley. Uh, and he was he was sticking with his philosophy. And rather than compromise on style, he he was he was leaving us open to, to some heavy defeats. I think perhaps we might have scored more goals in the end under Burley, particularly in the home games. But... Personally, I feel uh, I feel we're probably well. We are we are better off with Dougie, and I do think it is important that that everyone's behind the man in charge. And certainly, Dougie's someone who's inspired confidence in everything that he's done so far for me. Yeah, um, I think we gave we gave Burley enough of a chance when he was manager, and I think we did need someone in, somebody new um, after the Millwall game. You know, we were at the point where where we needed a change. I think, and and it was the right decision to sack him, in my opinion. And I think Dougie Freeman is the man to, to keep us up. Definitely agree with that. Um, we're playing with a lot more balance under Dougie. Um, it's not the football under George Burley was was nice to see, you know, a nice passing style. But under Dougie, we've got a, a lot more balance. Okay. Okay. Picking up the next email, we have got one in from Doug. It says, "Hi guys, what about supporters club at the new ground? Oldies like me will remember what they're about." Great to hear Alex Mara is rated by the players, but do other listeners reckon he's a potential captain? I do, but what about others? Um, picking up on that show, I think he's a fantastic prospect for the future, Alex Murray. Um, I think it was, it was Dan Pringle on the phone earlier said that he, he agrees. Um, yeah, he's, he's got so much potential, so much class, and I think we, if we keep... Sorry, okay. player and, and yeah, I'm sure there's... 
Sorry, you're cutting out a bit there, Ben. I'll, I'll try and pick it up. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Alex Marrow, I think he's, he's very much in the Jeff Thomas mold for me. He reminds me quite a lot of him when he plays in midfield. Uh, I think there's a potential captain there. Yeah, absolutely agree. And as for the supporters club, uh, question, I sort of noticed a few comments about that on the, uh, on the Homestale and I think it's, I think anything's possible. Under the, under the new ownership, I think if there's enough people who, who come with some sensible suggestions of anything like that, um, I think I think you're going to get it. I think you know you will get listened to. So the the best thing I could advise on that is get in contact with CPFC 2010 if you want to stress that idea. Um, okay, Fairhead, do you want to pick up the next one? I can probably shed some light on that for you afterwards. Yep, I've got an email from Michael Kemet. Hello lads, can you play Power to the Palace please? Or if you don't have it to hand, sing it. Ben? I I can do neither. Um, I don't know if Mikey can get hold of Power to the Palace before we finish the show. Uh, I will I will let him try, but I'm not going to subject you to my singing voice. So what we're going to do, we're going to let Mikey beaver away and see if he can find that. If he can, we'll close the show with it for you. Okay, thanks for that Michael. Um, Okay, it's me, me up next, uh, and it's why do we play Cunyago or Cunyago or however you want to pronounce it instead of Everson, and that's from Mick Hyde. Uh, good question. I think Dougie personally is, for me, is he is seeing two different things from them. I think he sees Cunyago as as the player who will create something for the likes of James Vaughan uh, in terms of a through pass and in terms of holding up play. I've been in the main disappointed with Pablo Cunyago, but but I have seen there's enough you know innate footballing ability there for me to understand why Dougie, who was not that dissimilar a player himself, why he might pick him. Um, uh, any thoughts on that one, guys, about Everson over Cunyago or Cunyago over Everson? Um, Everson over Kenyago, Kenyago over Everson. To, to be honest, they've they've both been getting uh, the same game time. Really, can't really say that one's been getting more than the other. Um, different players, but um, I, I feel both of them still have a lot to give to the cause. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely agreed. Just check if you're there, Ben. Yep. Okay. Good stuff, mate. Yours. Yours up next. Okay. Uh, we've got an email in from Ian, who's Christchurch Eagle. He says, hi guys. Really enjoyed the trip to Coventry on Saturday. The atmosphere was epic. Shame about the result. I think a draw would have been fair. Looking forward to the clash at Celeste on Saturday. I think it's time to give Zaha a rest. I think he's a great player, but it was frustrating watching him on Saturday. We'd love to see him whip the ball into the box more and create more for the front men or man. I think Scannell should start on Saturday. Is the Ambrose mix you played earlier available? That needs to be played loud at work. Cheers. <laughs> Firstly, I completely agree about the Ambrose mix. Um, it's been in my head constantly, and I know it's been in our heads constantly over the last couple of days. Um, yeah. yeah, so we need to get that on iTunes, I think. <laughs> um, um, with regards to Zaha, just quickly, um, I would say, yeah, time to give him a rest. He's played a lot of football, as we mentioned earlier, with that quote from Dougie Friedman. I think it's time to give him a couple of games off, let him kind of recharge his batteries a little bit, um, and then we'll get him back firing and all cylinders again. But yeah, he's, he's been great, and we've seen so much class from him. But in the last couple of games, I think he's he's faded out a little bit, um, and we haven't seen the potential that we know he's got. Um, you see him take it around one too many players, maybe, or or he doesn't manage to get around a couple of players. Um, yeah, I think maybe giving him a couple of games rest would would help him in the long run. Okay. Um, 
Okay, yeah, just picking up that is, I mean, it's nice to see him, him being positive and saying that thinks a draw would have been a fair result. I mean, not, not everyone agreed with that at the game, but, you know, I'm, I'm one to, to sort of view it in a positive way. And obviously Zaha we had as a, as a talking point today and I just think Dougie rates him far too highly and thinks that he can create that little bit of magic out of nothing and that's why he has him in there. But I do, someone raised the point on, on Homestyle and I'm sorry for not giving you the credit, uh, if you're listening. That um, perhaps having the likes of Ambrose and Zaha and uh, Garvin, I think the other player was, who are who are players that are creative and can give you that little bit extra every now and then, but perhaps aren't in the game for the 90 minutes. I think there's a perhaps a case there to answer. But personally, I, I'd leave Zaha in the team, but I can understand where people come from. Uh, the final email. The, I'm not sure how many of those questions you want to answer, really, Ferhad. Um, um. Yeah, last email from Ben Mitrim. Uh, <laughs> question, so we'll... Oh, no. Well, have I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure, but I mean, certainly the first one is the wrong te- tense for a start. You can't say, did you lost, when you say, did you lost your virginity to Marlon King. No, we uh, didn't. <laughs> None of it. Well, sorry, I can't speak for everyone. Let me check. I didn't. No, I certainly ben. didn't. I certainly no, didn't. For, for her anything no. to do with Marlon? No, Marlon's not touched <laughs> any of us, but then but then we're not women who say no. Um, who would win in a fight, Lord Davis or Alan Lee? I, I've got mm-hmm. to say, I think I think he, Alan is superhuman, of course, guys, as we all know. But uh, no. well, I think, I think Claude's, just, Claude's just insane. Claude's. I think it's... Yep. I don't know. It'd be like... I don't know. It's... It, I think the only way one of them would win, if you've seen the end of Superman 2 when he gets trapped inside that spinning disc thing, I think that's the only way one of them will win. If you haven't seen that film, that'll mean nothing to you. Um, do you want to ask the next one, Ben? Yeah, is Richard Keyes too hairy for radio? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Richard Keyes so, is too hairy for anything. I think so as well. I mean, the static in that man must create, I tell you. It's probably going to probably, uh, probably have a real effect there. Um, third is a good question that no one's ever asked before coming up next. What the song is when AJ scores? I've never, I've never heard anyone ask that during AJ's time here and it's, you know, I, I think we're gonna have to not, you know, no one knows. I don't, I just, no one knows. I'm not gonna ask any more, answer any more of those, but what I am gonna address, well, I do like Peter Bread. That is fair. That's a fair question. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna just gonna go back to the why are you ignoring the chat room? We're ignoring the chat room because people keep making cow and lion noises. It's it's scaring our producer. Okay, listen, guys, that was some interesting and slightly disturbing emails coming in from you there. Thank you so much for all your contact. Um, not really sure where to go from there, but let's <laughs> let's move on, perhaps, and uh, and talk about the Sheffield United match. Um, we haven't really got, we're aiming to get a Sheffield United fan on to talk to us, but, uh, of course he hasn't, we haven't been able to find one. So what we're gonna do is just, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the, uh, the recent news at Sheffield United and some basic information. Ben's gonna talk form and Furhad's gonna talk players. Um, key, sort of key news really at Sheffield United of late, um, they've actually appointed former Palace manager, Dave Harry Bassett, in a football consultancy role to support the club. Apparently he was at the game uh, against Millwall, uh, the one all draw, and uh, yeah, he's there in a kind of consultancy role, so that should be interesting for them. Uh, Nick Montgomery uh, suffered a knee injury and will be out for, for four to six weeks, so he's very like, well, we'll he will be missing the game against us. Uh, I believe Rob Kos- Kosluk will be served 
having the final match of a three-match ban for violent conduct against us. Their top scorer is Chad Evans with eight goals. Interestingly, the most assists in their team is Andy Reid, who now plays for Blackpool. Um, Mark Yates comes in there with three in the second place. Uh, They play Reading at home tomorrow night and could go above us in the table on on goal difference, I believe, before we meet them on Saturday. So it's a vital game. Yeah, I think this is the definition of six-pointer. It will be a disaster if we don't win it, to be perfectly honest. Uh, In the weekend, just gone, Sheffield United picked up a point against Millwall. I mean, they should have got three with the the Millwall equaliser so late on. Well, that pains me to say it. Uh, that's something that we haven't been able to do, home or away to Mill. We haven't we haven't won a point against them. But looking back down the results charts, um, Sheffield United results have been appalling. I mean, they haven't won since they beat Swansea on the 18th of December, and that is a very, very long time. <laughs> They've only received three points uh, since that win as well, three draws against Coventry, Doncaster and Mill. Obviously, Mill was just this Saturday. Um, so I think we, we couldn't be playing them at a better time, really. Um, lots and lots of losses. Uh, obviously, 3-0 to Ipswich, are two sendings off right at the end. Um, so, yeah, we couldn't be playing at a better time, and we really, really do need the win. Um, I think if we do beat them, I think it was brought up on the whole earlier on today, if we do beat them, that could establish a, a fairly dead cert bottom three and that we can kind of push push away from. Mm, OK. OK. Sorry, sir. Uh, yeah, with, with key players, um, obviously last week, commentary game, I, I highlighted Marlon King and... He, he went on to score, so, so <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, so hopefully this week's uh, danger men won't cause us as many problems as, as last week's danger men. Um, I think the, the guys that I'm going to highlight, three players uh, this week. Um, first up, Chet Evans. Um, you know, he's, he's their top scorer at the moment with eight goals, I believe, Chris. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's done a pretty good job for him so far, um, quite deadly. And, uh, you know, if he gets the right ball in the box, then he certainly will put it in the back of the net. Um, Lee Williamson, which might raise a few eyebrows, but it, mm. he does have a knack of uh, being a tricky customer and, and very underrated player in the championship. It definitely should be, uh, well, playing for a team higher up, in my opinion. Um, will cause problems, definitely can pass the ball across the pitch good vision, so it'll be a tricky customer. Uh, mm-hmm. And finally, uh, someone who is, is, you know, someone we like a, a lot, and that's Johnny Ertel, you know, yeah. uh, developed a bit of a cult following uh, during his time here at Palace, and uh, obviously it would be great to see Johnny back at Selhurst Park and uh, to see how he's uh, got on since he's left. Mm. Um, he's playing in a defender role for, for Sheffield United, and he's, and he's getting a lot of games for him. So uh, it, it'll be nice to see him back, and uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully he'll have a good game, but not good enough to stop us. Excellent stuff. Okay, thanks for that. Before we uh, give our predictions for this week and talk about last week, uh, we managed to find power to the palace. We're going to play it now for you, and then we'll come back and talk, see more of your emails. <laughs> Guys, you have an awful lot to say. Till we go to watch the 
Welcome back to Homesdale.net Radio. Uh, unfortunately, we've managed to lose Ben with some technical issues. Um, I'll let you decide whether that's a blessing or a curse. Um, but we're going to move on to some uh, some predictions. First of all, predictions for scores for the Sheffield United game on Saturday. Uh, Ben's already stolen uh, 1-0 to Palace. Uh, Ferhat? I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Yeah? Okay. I, um, can I bring myself to go for a defeat? I can't. I think we're going to win it 2-0. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See if we can do as well as we did last week. And talking of which, last week, Perhaj, um, you went for a, a 2-1 victory to Palace. Ben went for a 1-0 to Palace. And I went for a 2-0 to Palace. Pretty much exactly what we had this week. Uh, we were all wrong, which, of course, means I remain top of the table. Just like to savour that for the moment. Okay, good stuff. We've got a couple more emails in to finish off the show. Um, excuse me one second while I find them. Okay, we've got a um, message in from Herbie. It says, uh, we need more midfielders. Central midfield is our weakness, although Klein can leave us exposed at times. I'm not sure I completely agree with that, Herbie, but I think he gets left exposed more than he leaves us exposed, but perhaps that's another subject. But uh, any suggestions for central midfielders? Um, for me, I mean, we looked at Michael Brown earlier on. Um, it seemed that he doesn't want to come, but that's exactly the kind of guy we need. And I know we're looking at an unpronounceable guy at Fulham as well. Um, I won't even attempt to say what his name is, but you can probably find it on the transfer thread on Hull. Um, defensive midfielder, lots of energy. That's really what we need. Someone who's happy to cover wide. But basically, a, a midfielder who's in everyone's faces just all the time. Basically, another Sean Derry is what we need. Uh, any thoughts on, or suggestions on that, Fad? Um, yeah, no, just uh, I, I honestly think that w- we have the cover in midfield. Obviously, we've got Dan's out at the moment, but mm. and I know uh, Andrew Marrow didn't play over the weekend, but I, I feel central midfield isn't isn't our weakness. I've got to disagree slightly with you there, Herbie. I know I know we're missing sort of like a a Sean Derry type player, but yeah. I, I really feel that our weakness is down the left. And uh, now that we've got Moxie, he can maraud forward and, yeah. and just get someone playing on the left and attack from the left. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I know you've brought that up before. I mean, obviously, everyone likes to, to sort of focus on the midfield. And I have to agree, with a fully fit team, I don't think... I think, with you know, with Dans and Marrow to choose from, uh, in addition to the, to the other guys, I, I don't really think... And we have to do too much work, but 
but I mean, obviously, I think the the club have also identified it as as an area to improve. I, I'm with you definitely on the left hand side. I just loved would have loved to have seen us have a go to get George Boyd. I don't know what the what the kind of money it would have taken to get him, but obviously he's a Palace fan, and he's a he's a. I mean, I've been very impressed whenever I've seen him out on the left. And I think he'd be ideal, certainly while we're waiting for uh, for Ambrose to get back to to, to fitness, really. Um, Okay, the uh, the next email was back from Fubar again. Uh, thanks, thanks again, mate. Uh, hi, Hull Radio. Which players do you think will move on at the end of the season? Uh, his take on that is uh, Cunago, Andrew, Dance for sure. If we go down, Ambrose, Jules, and Klein. Uh, I'm going to hand that straight to you for for, for opinions. There. Um, <laughs> I might I might <laughs> sound like I'm sitting on the fence there, but. You, you just don't know who, who's going to uh, be here at the end of the season. I think I, I, I'll agree with you, Fubar. Kanyago, he's on loan at the moment. It's unlikely that he will be here next season. Um, mm. Neil Dans, I, I wouldn't rule out. You know, all the signs are pointing at an exit for him. You know, everyone talks yeah. about him going north. N- nobody knows apart from Neil Dans. So don't be surprised mm. if he says, you know what, I've... Si- Julian Speroni's committed, uh, Darren Ambrose is committed, I'm going to commit as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay and uh, be here for a few more years. Yeah. I think obviously what we don't see is, uh, and it's got to be important, and I know a lot of uh, players talk about it, is is the kind of mood and the feeling behind the scenes. Um, obviously, I think I think a lot of players have, have, have missed the likes of, of Hill and Derry for their, their personality off the, uh, off the pitch. But I think um, as long as there's a good team spirit in the club, I think think we've got a chance of holding on to those key players. And like you say, I don't think it's over with Dan's, but I do I do think it's fairly clear he's keeping his options open. But I think that's his right. He's he's been fantastic for us. Uh, he's had no real luck with injuries of, of late this season, but overall he's been a, he's been a very fine player for us. And you got to got to give him respect. I do think if we go down, I do think just in terms of of having a manageable wage bill and and keeping. You know, keeping the club running as sustainably as possible. I do think you're going to see the big earners like Ambrose and Speroni go. I'm not so sure about Klein. He's certainly much better than League One, but he's he's not on a big contract because he's not signed a new one. So I'm not convinced we'll definitely lose him. But I think it's it's difficult to take stock now, uh, and certainly I don't want to think along the lines of if we go down. I'm much rather much rather dream that we'll keep every player we want to keep, and uh, you know. And be safe in mid-table by the end of the season. Not yeah. too sure about that. Uh, do you want to pick up the last email for Head? Yep. Final email from Michael. Hi guys. Do you think in two years' time we will be promotion hopefuls, mid-table, or still relegation battlers? Chris. Well, um, sort of heart-ruling head really. But um, to be honest with you, in in two years' time. If we've moved on with the new stadium and and the positive atmosphere around the club continues to build, and basically if, if Dougie builds on what he's what he started here, which is he's a very calm and authoritative manager who's who's you know he's doing the right things and going about them in the right way, I can certainly see promotion hopefuls. Um, but you know, I think I don't see us still in the relegation battle. Maybe that's because. <laughs> we'll be in a in a lower league. I don't know, but um, I hope not. I, I you know, I, I think we're we're progressing now. I, I really do believe that. Uh, but obviously, it's up to our owners to make sure that carries on. Uh, no, I agree completely with you. For the first time in a long time, 
we've got uh, an owner, or owners, should I say, who really care about the club, who've engaged all aspects of, of fans, fans groups, and uh, you know they're, they're making they're making a lot of progress off the pitch, and I think that will filter in, and we will see the benefits of that in years to come. Um, certainly with the new ground, obviously with the proposed training ground, which people can find out about after the Reading game. Um, you know, there's lots of things to be positive about. Palace on tour day, you know, Philip Selhurst day. It is so much to be positive about. And, and I, I, I'm certain that we will be up there in a few seasons time. That's it. And a, a lot of that positivity is, positivity is coming directly from the fans, which is probably the thing that, that pleases me the most. Anyway, uh, let's wrap it up there. We've, we've been on a fair while now. Um, just to let you know, the results of the, uh, listener vote was that, uh, 52% of listeners say, yes, it is time to rest Wilfred Zaha, and 48% say no. I mean, obviously, pretty much 50-50 there, and that's, in a way, that's kind of how I feel about it. So, um, yeah, can't really argue with that. Personally, personally, he's got to stay in, I think, at the end of the day. Um, okay, brilliant. Uh, can I just say thanks to both Ben and Furhad once more for, for supporting me today and, uh, for making it a, another fine show. Uh, thank you to, to Michelle, uh, Yorkie for her comments earlier. And obviously big thanks to Dan Pringle and Charlie Mann, uh, yeah, for their, for their involvement earlier. That was absolutely fantastic of them to, uh, to spend the time talking to us like that. Listen, any constructive criticism is welcome in the topic on the website. Um, we're trying to put in as many ideas that you suggest as possible. And, uh, you know, this is your show. It's not really, a, it's just, just, we're just looking after it. So keep checking that topic for the next time we're on, uh, and for any kind of, uh, feedback process. Uh, the podcast will be made available shortly. We're going to finish with the Darren Ambrose, uh, remix of, uh, of Duck Soup. Um, and that'll be available for you to download off, off the, the website as well. Um, thanks very much and goodbye. Ambrose.
Main Easter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.